It's good to be with you this morning and, and this weekend. You know, sometimes we just get in the uh, in the, the daily grind, and this week uh, was a grind, and I needed some spiritual refreshment, and uh, and I'm thankful I've had it this weekend, and we pray the Lord will continue to give us a measure of that this morning as well. I invite you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, which I'm sure you're aware is the faith chapter, the honor roll of faith that many Old Testament saints are highlighted by the Holy Spirit for their service to God and their uh, faithfulness in their walk of discipleship. And in other places in the New Testament, we see that Abraham is used as arguably the primary example of walking by faith and justification by faith. And he gets the most ink, so to say, here in this chapter on a roll of faith as far as verses that are addressed by him or to him. And here in Hebrews chapter 11, we want to look at some verses related to Abraham, beginning here in verse 8. By faith, Abraham, (coughs) when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, and he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. There's the end of chapter eight. Chapter verse eight. We find that he went out not knowing whether he went. And the first verse in this chapter gives us a pretty succinct definition of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And there's, in a sense, nothing more simple, but nothing more complex than faith that we are required to walk by faith based on something that we cannot see. Okay? At the end of verse 8, this is... This is clearly chapter 11, (laughs) and we're talking about verse 8. Bear with me. Uh, But he went out not knowing whither he went. And that's really the entire premise of faith. And I want to tell you, that's hard. (laughs) I mean, that is hard to walk by faith, to, to take that step out in faith, With the understanding that you know that you don't know where you're going. (laughs) And especially for for me, obviously I'm the only life I've ever lived. So I'm the only point of context to a certain degree that I I have. But I'm a very math-oriented, analytically-oriented person. In my mind, you know, if you give me enough information, I can solve for X. Right. You know, if, if you give me, you know, enough information, I, I can I can deduce what the will of God is. Right. I can solve for X. 
But the whole entire premise of faith is me walking knowing that I can't see where I'm going. Exactly, Alan. I can't solve for X. And, and you know, the Lord has been, he's been teaching me that. I, I know it. I mean, I know it in principle, you know, I do. But uh, especially over the last few months, you know, it, it, I've, he's just been teaching me so many lessons about the primary, the theme that I've taken away from all of that is that faith and really, that's what we see in verse one, right? Faith is all about walking, knowing with a belief in something that you cannot see. And he told Abraham to leave Ur the Chaldees and to go out not knowing whether he went. He told him to go and he said, I'll, I'll let you know when you get there. And that just... It's such an interesting story to me and his interactions, you know, Sarah went with him, you know, his wife and, and, uh, I don't have a help meet, but I can just envision this conversation with your wife. You know I mean? Y'all are one flesh, right? You know, and, and I, I know she loved him. I know she supported him and, and, uh, and Abraham says, you know, Abram at that time says, you know, Sarah, the Lord told me that, that we need to go on a trip. You know, the Lord told me that I need to, I need to go. Okay, okay, I can get on board with that. You know, uh, wh- where are we going? Well, that's the thing, honey. I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about, Abram? <laughs> what are you, uh, you're telling me that, that you're, you're confident, right? You are. You know that you know that you know that the Lord told you to, to go. But you're telling me he didn't tell you where you were going. It took a lot of faith for Abraham to go, but it took a lot of faith for Sarah to go. Because she was, she didn't have, I mean, if you heard, and it may not have been that, you know, big booming voice of, of the Lord or something that we see depicted in movies. Um, but at least... Abram had that, right? I mean, he, he, he had been, he, he was confident that the Lord had told him, but Sarah just had her husband's word, (laughs) but she went out in faith too. But the premise of all of this is that faith is about believing in something that you cannot see. And that's, that's the entire basis of faith. And that's the, that's the crux of the matter for really our entire walk of discipleship and and that's that's just the simple lesson that the lord has just been like reaffirming to me (laughs) that it's all about faith and if you don't think that that's right read verse six without faith it is impossible to please him and that's why we're told i think it's later on in the book of romans that whatsoever is not a faith is sin why? Because you got to have faith to please him. If you don't have faith, then the Lord says that's sin, right? So if you're going to please the Lord, you've got to believe in something that you cannot see. And that's just not a problem for math-oriented people like me. We, we all want that, that safety, right? I mean, we want that, that confidence to see something and... 
I believe the reason that the Lord oftentimes doesn't give us that is because we would, at that point, if he gave us a sign, so to say, we would place faith in the sign instead of faith in God. And then he's, in a sense, creating a crutch for you because then the next time that you have a difficulty, you're saying, I'm not doing anything unless I get a sign. Why? Because your faith at that point is not a faith in God. It's a faith in the sign. It's a faith in something other than him. So, so therefore, what does he tell you to do? He tells you to walk knowing that you can't see the substance of what you believe in. <laughs> and that's challenging for all of us, right? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the world is reframed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were made of things which do appear. So, he talks about creation, right? And obviously we have things here on earth that are tangible substances that we can, we can see. But he says, how were those made? They were made by one and by things that we cannot see, right? I mean, if you believe in Genesis 1, you believe that by faith because you weren't there to see what happened. And also, that's very interesting. You do know that Moses wrote the book of Genesis, right? He wasn't there. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit inspired him to tell us about something that he wasn't there to firsthand witness either. And, and I know that Moses believed that by faith. And that is just one example and the primary example. I mean, if you can't believe creation in Genesis 1, you're going to have a lot of problems with the rest of the Bible and a lot of other things too. Because if you can't believe that God created everything that we tangibly see here, even though you can't see him, how are you going to believe? So we got a point of reference, right? And that was created by something that we can't see. How are you going to believe in something that you can't see at all? But Abram and his wife, he went out not knowing whether he went. He, he started his walk of discipleship not knowing his destination. So let's go to Genesis chapter 12. And he calls... Abram at the end of Genesis chapter 11 and they go out from Ur the Chaldees and they make a little pit stop in Haran and Terah dies. Terah is Abram's father and he dies there in Haran. And in at the beginning of chapter 12 here in Genesis, it says, <coughs> the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. And from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The Lord gave him a command and a promise. Get thee out of thy country into a land that I will show thee. So, so the command is to go. But he doesn't have the destination beforehand 
But the Lord told him to go anyway. You know, there's a verse in Psalm 119, and I talked yesterday about the importance of the Word of God in, in your life. And you need to saw, read Psalm 119 this week. It's, a long, it's the longest chapter in the Bible, I know, but it, it, it's quicker than you think. You'll, you'll, it won't take you long to read it. But one of the verses in there that is that is just really stuck out to me is, I believe it's verse 105, where it says the Word of God is a is a light unto your feet and a light unto thy path, a lamp unto thy path, or maybe the other way around. But isn't it interesting that it, that it says that the Word of God is not going to be a spotlight all the way to the destination of where you're going? You know, it's a, it's a light and it's a lamp that gives you enough light for the next step. And then the next step. And then the next step. But me, when I pray, <laughs> I say, Lord, give me the spotlight all the way to the destination so I can see. Make sure there's not any, you know, boogie traps between here and there. You know, so I can have clear vision and know exactly what's what's coming. You know, I want the, I want the map before I go on the journey. Right? Which is good practice, you know, just in, in daily living, definitely, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't be able to get out here or anywhere else without uh, my iPhone. But that's, that's my nature. And, and that might be your nature, too. That I mean, I want to know where the destination is before I start the journey. Not only do I want to know the destination, I want to know the full itinerary. I want to know the, the A, B, C, D... Uh, you know, morning, afternoon, I mean, the, the journey. Like, I, I want to know the full itinerary. But I think to a large degree, our walk of discipleship is exactly like Abraham's command to go out not knowing whether he went. But here's what's great about that. He gave him a promise and he said, that I am going to take you to a land that you will be blessed in, but I'm going to show you when you get to the promised land. That's what he said at, at the end of verse 1. You go out, and I'm not going to tell you beforehand where you're going, but at the end of the verse 1, he said, unto a land that I will show thee. So I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to let you know when you get there. But until then, you've got to walk by faith, you know. And the, the Lord does that when he gets there. He, Abraham goes out, verse 4. Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. Now, that's interesting. I've said in times past that Abram was 75 when he got the, the command to go out of Ur of the Chaldees. Well, this 75-year benchmark is actually when he went out of Haran. And apparently they'd been in Haran long, at least long enough for Terah to pass away. And we don't necessarily know how much longer it was. And I don't tend to think it was an extended period between a long, you know, 10 or 15 years or something. Two or three years or maybe five might make sense. But... 
it was he was actually 75 when he went out of Haran, not necessarily 75 when he got the promise to go, because they hung out in Haran for a little bit. But after this promise, though, it says that Abraham didn't really hee haw with the Lord. I mean, he didn't really question him. He got the promise, and then the very next thing in verse four, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. He just simply said, all right, let's go. And he took Sarah with him. And Abram and Sarah here at this time, before her name is changed, as Abram, his name was changed to Abraham. He took Lot, his brother's son, in verse 5, all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went out into the land of Canaan, into the land of Canaan they, Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Merah. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and says, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain, the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east, and he appeared, and he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. So he went out by faith, but when he got to where he was going, the Lord said, all right, you're here. <laughs> and, and the Lord is oftentimes very, very gracious to us when he calls us to step out on faith, to give us that reaffirmation when we reach the destination to a certain degree, you know, he doesn't leave us in ignorance indefinitely. <laughs> you know, he doesn't uh, leave us to just uh, wander around and try to figure out, is, is this right? You know, there's some things in life that the Lord uh, or you or you might tell people, you know, how do you know certain things? And I've been very frustrated with people in the past and they just say, well, when you know, you know, well, that's the ultimate cop out for a person who doesn't know, <laughs> you know, like that's not, you're not, you're not helping me out any. And then there's certain things that I've experienced now that, uh, the answer that I've, how, I, the advice I've had to get people is, you know, well, when you know, you know, <laughs> uh, I've certainly felt like that in a lot of different aspects in the ministry. Uh, that there's certain things you just, when you know, you know, and until you know, you just, you don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much, I think, what, what Abram would have said when Sarah and Lot kept asking him, you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> like the impetuant child in the Backseat, are we there? Are we there yet? No, I'll, I'll let you know when we get there. How are you going to know? I don't know. I, I just, I mean, we're going to know, right? And then, but when he got to where he was going, the Lord said, "All right, we're here." <laughs> and what did he do? He sacrificed. He, he worshipped God and said, "Thank you, thank you, Lord." You know, faith is a fruit of the spirit. There in Galatians chapter five, an attribute of God that He's imparted to us in the new birth and. It's not uh, faith that uh, causes us to certainly become children of God, but faith is something 
that is given to us for living, for for our walk of discipleship. I, I referenced uh, the book of Habakkuk and yesterday, and how um, in my daily Bible reading, the Lord just threw this right right in front of me, and there in Habakkuk chapter two, and in verse four, and this is. Uh, Habakkuk, who's struggling with some things and doesn't understand why he's seeing all of this wickedness in, in Israel, and he prays to the Lord about it. I don't see why you're you're not intervening. And then the Lord says, "Oh no, things are going to get worse. I'm, I'm sending the Chaldeans." And and uh, Habakkuk replies back to that and not understanding. And and the 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 summary of everything that he's telling Habakkuk here is here in Habakkuk chapter two and verse four. Behold, well, actually in verse 3, he tells him to wait, wait for it. And then it's interesting, he says, after he told him to wait for it, at the end of verse 3, because it will surely come and it will not tarry. And then there at the beginning of the verse, the vision is yet for an appointed time. And at the end, it shall speak and not lie. So in other words, he's telling him something similar to what he told Abraham. You've got to wait. You've got to wait for it. You've got to walk by faith. But it's yet for an appointed time. When the time comes, it will happen. And it will happen swiftly. And it will be evident. But until then, in verse 4, Behold, his soul, soul is lifted up and is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. You're not made just by you making a decision to place your faith in God, faith is a gift of God, and He gives that to you. But what's faith for? It's for you who have been made just by the blood of Jesus Christ, living. The just shall live by faith. Faith is about living. It's not about you getting born again. <laughs> faith is what God gave you for your life in in living the walk of discipleship by faith. The just shall live by faith. Which again is absolutely necessary if we're going to please God, right? Because without faith you can't please God. So faith is given to us for the purpose of living, for the purpose of our discipleship. But I want to go back to Hebrews chapter 11 and wrap this up real quick. That Abram went out on this journey not knowing whether he went, not knowing where the destination was at. When he arrives at that destination, the Lord gives him that clarity. The Lord lets him know that, all right, we're here. But the basis of his faith to go out not knowing whether he went was because his faith was centered and grounded in a better country. You know, I think this is here at the end of uh, Hebrews chapter 6. And this is again talking about a promise to Abraham and his belief in that promise in verse 19 of Hebrews chapter 6, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil... And faith is the substance of things hoped for. And what hope we have, it's an anchor of the soul. You know, for the child of God, you have an anchor, but instead of that anchor dropping down 
into the sea to give you stability, your anchor actually goes up. Your, your anchor of faith doesn't go down. Your anchor goes up. And Abraham had his anchor dropped in a hope of eternal life, of a better country that was to come. And that is so important for us in this walk of discipleship where we are forced to take the individual baby steps by faith for us to have a faith that's not rooted in people, that's not rooted in your job, that's not rooted in all these... That's not where your confidence is. The reason why Abram could walk by faith not knowing what might happen to me here on this journey of life was because I have a faith that is centered and grounded in the fact that regardless of what happens here on earth, I am preserved in Jesus Christ. So, so that hope of eternal life is the anchor for your individual steps and walks of discipleship by faith here in time. Are you with me? Okay, so faith went out, uh, by faith Abraham went out, not knowing whether he went... He didn't know the destination beforehand. He sojourned in the land of promise here in uh, verse 9 of chapter 11 of Hebrews. But notice in verse 10. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So he said, you're going to a land, and certainly there would be cities in that land. You're going to a city, so to say, in a natural place. And when you get there, I'm going to tell you. But what was he looking for the whole time that he was looking for what his destination was in a natural sense. The whole time he was looking actually toward that heavenly city. Uh, in the in the midst of his discipleship and his walk of faith, where he was looking toward a city what, for what would be his final destination here on earth, he had that rooted and grounded in that his true faith was in a city that was built by God on high, not the city in the promised land of Canaan that he was going to end up going to. Okay? Through faith also Sarah conceived. That's interesting. Faith. Sarah's faith is commended by her having a child at her old age. And she's the one that laughed when the Lord originally told her, which is interesting. She received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child and she was past age. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky multitude as the sand which is of the sea innumerable these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off they saw them by faith afar off and were persuaded of them and were and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth for they that say such things declare plainly that they have a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might not have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to, call, to be called their God, for he hath prepared, prepared for them a city. So, 
they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims here on the earth. And they, they had the encouragement and the, the, uh, the confidence to take their individual steps of faith in their discipleship. Why? Because their ultimate faith was not rooted in, oh man, if something bad happens to us on the way to Canaan, and we don't know what we're going to... Their ultimate faith was, no matter what happens, here in this life, I have a better country because I'm just a stranger and a pilgrim here on earth. And, and that type of... That type of attitude gives you a lot of liberty in walking by faith and following the Lord here in time. First of all, we have confidence that the Lord will bless us by providence, certainly. But even if the worst of the worst thing happens in our discipleship, and we're called upon to sacrifice our life for Christ, or some tragic thing happens and an illness or or whatever whatever the situation is we can deal with that why because our faith is anchored up it's not it's not it's not rooted in all the things of this world and that's the only reason i believe that abraham and sarah were able to to walk by faith like that to to go out not knowing whether they went was because ultimately their 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 faith in believing God and their walk of discipleship was just a expression and an outpouring of their faith in their eternal security and their eternal destination of the better country that the Lord had purchased for them. And that and that and I'll also say that's a, a very important reason why people need to understand the doctrine of salvation by grace alone. And have the proper hope of eternal life. Because if you're worried all the time about, oh man, I might be might lose my eternal salvation. I mean, your anchor's not going to be stable. You're, you're not you're not going to have that stability for your individual walk of discipleship here here in faith. That's why you need to know the correct hope of eternal life. The God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Because if if you have that, that gives you so much so much freedom. To trust God here and now, because regardless of what happens to me here, here and now, our life's just a vapor. We're just here for a little bit. We're just strangers and pilgrims on the earth, and we're actually seeking a, a better country. A better country. Now, with all that said, it's really hard to walk by faith. <laughs> so, uh, so I hope that uh, that can encourage you to, to a certain degree. Um, but uh, I know that you have struggles and difficulties by walking by faith with what you can't see, just like I do too. And uh, I hope the Lord will encourage you in your walk, as I hope He's done with me. And uh, and uh, it's just been a privilege to be with you this weekend. And uh, I hope I haven't taken up.